Welcome once again to It's Not Rocket Science 5 Questions Over Coffee. I'm here today with Alfred Poor. Alfred is a uh, presenter and speaker. Um, he has, um, he's a world-class um, uh, event expert. And let's face it, we all need an expert event organizer at the moment, given that uh, the pandemic has, has affected everything. Um, You've been producing events for a long while, Alfred, so we can get into some of that. And um, you're a, a graduate of Harvard University and have written a good number of books, 15 books, I think, in total. So that's a really great sort of biography to have behind you. Uh, but as somebody who understands a bit about technology, but you're not too driven by it, I hope you're going to guide us through sort of what the speaker springboard is all about this afternoon. So welcome to It's Not Rocket Science. Five questions over. I have said coffee, but today I have got a green tea in front of me. And I know you're sitting there in front of the moment. Yes, with Alfred's got a cup of tea as well. So at least we're well fluid it up. So, Alfred, welcome to uh, the uh, the podcast. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, no problem. So let, let's talk a little bit about what the biggest challenge your ideal client has uh, and faces. So my ideal client is somebody who speaks as part of their, their job. They may be a professional speaker, but they could be an industry leader. They could be a, a corporate executive talking to internal, external audiences. And, and the biggest challenge I think that they're facing right now is that virtual events are not going to go away. Mm. Um, that uh, a lot of people were hoping that we just get through the pandemic and then we could go back to going on stage. And that's certainly going to happen. But um, I believe that they're, they're facing a, a, a real challenge in learning how to make quality presentations online, because it, it's a very different skill set than what you need for on stage. You're quite right. You're absolutely right. There are a host of different problems you've got with. I mean, in a stage, you on a stage, you've got a you've got I've got a captive audience, but when you're online, there's the email pinging and there's the phone ringing, and you, there's nobody there to keep the attention, is there? No. Well, I, I have to say that I have been in events where uh, live events where the audience went to their email and their Facebook and everything. So, you know, you're not immune from it, even, even when it's face to face, but uh, yeah, you're the being virtual doesn't make it any easier. No, indeed. Okay. So, so what's that common mistake that, that those presenters at the moment doing other than sort of trying to assume that the world of online is the same as uh, being, uh, being on the stage. And what's the problem they're making without uh, trying to solve this problem without sort of getting any help. So I, I think the, biggest problem they have is thinking that they can do this that, that you know that they've got it they can they can wing it they can you know they can do it on their own and I think what they're not seeing is that when they're on stage they're professionals who dress the stage they're professionals who set up the lighting they're professionals who set up the sound system you know that all you have to do is walk on stage and start talking but when you're virtual you have all those responsibilities and more um, that you have to take care of on your end. And so I, I think that a lot of them don't recognize that or figure that, you know, well, just me sitting at my desk will be good enough. And let's face it, we all know that a large number of dogs wandering into the background of your shot and kids screaming in the background don't help your presentation to be any better than it uh, it could have been on stage, does it? No, no. And, and another point that I 
like to make is that just about everything we've been taught about how to speak on stage is wrong when you're speaking online. I mean, you know, we're taught to own the stage, to stride over here and anchor yourself and make your statement and then come back over here to talk to this part of the audience and anchor yourself and then make another point. And, and you're gonna make your audience seasick if you, <laughs> if you try, to, try to do that online. Um, the, the, uh, the, one of the big pieces of advice I have for people who want to do online presentations is don't look at stage performances. Just ignore that. The people you ought to watch are, I guess you call them presenters in the UK, the TV presenters who, yeah, who, yeah. who do the news shows, um, and newscasters, the hosts, uh, whatever you want to call them. Look what they do. They sit still, you know, see how their image is framed on the camera. You know, it's not a big close up on their nose. Um, and, and their hand gestures are more subdued you know, and, and hopefully more on point um, than the flailing about that some people do on stage to, to be big. Um, and, and so you can learn a lot just from watching the, the television news shows. Yeah, and I was listening to, a, to an interview with um, a CEO who has obviously absorbed some of the lessons you're talking about here, Alfred. And they were saying that during the pandemic, uh, she, was, she was female, so she sort of probably more aware of it than, than many men around here. But she was saying that she'd spent a lot of money on lighting in order to give the best light. She'd rethought her wardrobe because she knew that the wardrobe she normally wore on a stage wouldn't look good on camera. Uh, and she'd spent a lot of time thinking about sort of how to make sure that when she was on camera, people were able to follow what she was saying. And it just, it was a, it was a the lesson that you've just sort of said to me. Without, without sort of help, I would not have thought about even considering my wardrobe. Um, and yet I can remember when I was, I went through some presentation training in my corporate career. And I can remember being told that the cut of your jacket had to be different because if you sit in a jacket normally, it rides up and that looks bad on a camera. So there are a load of things that you really do have to rethink when you move from the online to the offline and back again. Well, actually I'm standing. Yes. I, I, I have, I have, not sat at work for either presentations or for my just my day-to-day -day work probably in about seven or eight years i was an early convert to, to standing desks but standing makes a huge difference in your presentation um not just as you know what you're talking about the fit of your clothes but but also energy mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to get pumped up when you're sitting in a chair mm -hmm. um uh, so I, I definitely encourage people to stand if, if their situation, you know, their, their setting uh, will support that. And it's better for, you, for your health as well. So we could, we could talk about that for, for many hours. So, so what's that valuable free uh, resource or free action that you could point uh, the audience towards in order to start their journey down thinking about some of these problems? So, so last year when the pandemic started, I knew a lot of speakers who were panicking and you know, now what do I do? And so I offered a, a, a free one hour webinar for a number of times for, for different groups and a speakers bureau that I'm part of and so forth to try to give them some basic ideas about uh, um, how they could improve their, their online presence. And that's turned into this whole speaker springboard project that I've got going. And I'm now offering a, a free demonstration once a month that goes into not just 
practical tips like we've been talking about here, um, a number of different tips that, uh, that people can put to use right away. But also I get to the foundation of it. What's, what's the reasons behind that? Why change your mindset about how you present and what it means to be an engaging presenter in, a, in an online event. And so I'm, I'm offering those every month. Um, and uh, you can find that at, at speakerspringboard.com slash demonstration. So speakerspringboard.com forward slash demonstration. Speakerspringboard, one word, no yep. spaces or hyphens or anything like that. Speakerspringboard.com. Yep, totally free, um, uh, but you have to register. And I will warn you, there are no replays. So if you don't make it to the live event, then just hang on for a month and come to the next one. It sounds to me like it's an important one. If you've got a presentation coming up, you get on to the next one without hesitation. So uh, guys, speakerspringboard.com forward slash demonstration, get on to that, uh, get on to the next one. So what's the concept or, or book that's uh, been most impactful in your experience? Well, I, I hope like most speakers, I have a full shelf of books that I, I turn to and, and, and for inspiration and support and, and reference. But, you know, if I had to pick one, this is, this is the one that I, I would turn to. It's called The Naked Presenter, and it's by an author, Gar Reynolds. And The Naked Presenter, this is not about imagining your audience naked. This is, <laughs> this is about um, putting yourself out there being present when, when you make your presentation. And it's about on, it, it's primarily about on stage presentations, but it applies really well to virtual presentations as well. And he, he goes almost to a Zen like philosophy behind presentations, you know, you know, provide what you need, but no more. You know, so one of the things about being a naked presenter is presenting without slides, which is, uh -huh. which is my preference. I, if it's a training where there's, you know, points that you want to make, then yeah, I can, I can, I definitely use slides. But some of the more abstract kind of presentations, the, the more think pieces, um, Steve Jobs was, was a master at putting the minimum amount of information up on the screen. And you could take the screen away and it still would work. And, and that's pretty much what the naked presenter is about. Um, uh, so yeah, it, it's a, a good touchstone for me to keep me humble and, and not get carried away. It's a good job you mentioned Steve Jobs there because as you were talking about the, the, the idea of doing things without slides, my immediate thought was a great presentation I saw Steve Jobs do, which was just a window with curtains. And he stood up and said, you know, I'm gonna to talk to you about it's curtains for windows. And, and that was the slide and the presentation just continued and there was nothing else that came out other than that was the image that was behind him. You just, you know, you were left with the fact that he at one point, he didn't need to make it any clearer. He was talking about the, you know, the, the, what he got and that was curtains to windows. And that was, that was the presentation and the image was burned into my, my memory. I shall never forget it. And it was a, it was a beautiful presentation. Yeah. Partly because he didn't use slides, which tried to, tried to sort of confuse anything. Yeah, I mean, we, we all know the advice about don't make an eye chart. Um, but the, the, I mean, part of the problem, either online or on stage, 
the more text you put up there, the less people are going to listen to you and the more they're going to spend time reading. And so don't, don't let them get ahead of you. Just no, no. control the flow and, and don't put up information that doesn't have to be up there. Always the worst thing that I've seen in terms of people doing that is when they've handed out the presentation before they started and oh, so turned yeah. to slide 57 and they're already asking the question before they've even had the opportunity to get halfway through their presentation. Yeah. Death yeah. to anything you're trying to do. Yeah. yeah. I and you, and, and the, for me, the big risk on that is that they'll read ahead and say, oh yeah, I understand what, he's got, what the point he's gonna make here. <laughs> and so they tune out until you get past that. And you may have other stuff that's really important that's not on the paper, but they're not gonna hear it because they already figured they know what you're gonna say. So yeah, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, a good lesson. So, so Alfred, you know, what's the one question that I should have asked you in these last few minutes that I haven't? And, and when you tell us what that question is, please answer it. Otherwise we'll all be left hanging wondering what you were gonna say. Sure. Sure. So I, I guess it is, um, why do I have this affinity for virtual? Um, and, and I guess the answer is, I'm one of those people who embraces technology, but is not blinded by it. So for me, uh, the, the concept of using the appropriate tool um, is, is central to what I do. So, you know, don't, don't use a sledgehammer when a, you know, when a, when a, a, a knife and fork will do. Um, and so technology has made so many things possible. I mean, the fact that here we are an ocean away from each other, casually talking um, with, with no real fuss or must to make it happen. It, to me, that's a miracle. Um, that's just amazing. And so I've, I've pretty much spent my career explaining to people how technology can help them. Um, I, I wrote for PC Magazine for over 20 years. And so uh, this is, I guess, part of the, my, my general mission is helping spread information that's going to make other people's lives easier and, and, and better. Brilliant. Brilliant. I love it. I love it. And the fact that you embrace that sort of, but don't, don't make it overwhelming. I think it's a great message. Uh, Alfred, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you talking to us about this. I think it's a, it's a great thing. I'd encourage anybody you get to that demonstration because, um, you know, the presentation online is going to become a bigger part of your business life, whether you believe it or not. The world is going digital. I know that for my life, it's been revolutionary. I wouldn't be sitting here having a conversation with Alfred if it hadn't been for the fact that I've embraced the digital world and I now operate like this. And we can all learn how to be better speakers, better presenters on our, our small televisions in front of us in the way that the television presenters, the news anchors of the world actually present. So get onto those demonstrations just bit. And if you'd like to hear more about what we're doing at this complete approach and, and get up to date with some of the stuff that we're going to be putting out in this podcast in the future, go to tca.fyi forward slash subscribe. That's just tca.fyi forward slash subscribe get on the list and you'll hear uh, replays of people like Alfred, the opportunity to hear about when we've got uh, upcoming speakers and, and get in and listen to those. Alfred, it's been an absolute pleasure listening to you this afternoon. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for bringing your tea to uh, to the five questions of a coffee. I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy a little bit more of mine now, but thank you very much indeed, Alfred. I really Cheers. appreciate your time. Thank you so much.